Hello, everyone. You are listening to the MS Mobile Show. This is the podcast that helps you get the most out of the Microsoft services you use on all your mobile devices. On this episode, we're going to talk about some new Windows mobile phones that are coming out. Some of them are actually pretty stinking awesome looking. We're going to talk about some insider builds and what we're running and what maybe we should or should not be running. We're going to talk about what not new Windows phone a listener of the show should get to upgrade from what he has right now. And we have an awesome guest. My name is Vernon E.L. Smith. David V. Kimball is not available this week. He is incredibly sick. I hope he lives. He's not that bad. But uh, he he's sick and he's not able to make it. He wanted to be on, but he's been busy and obviously uh, sick. I am thrilled to have my friend Clifton M. Thomas on the show today. Cliff, greetings, sir. Well, thank you for having me, Vernon. It's awesome to be on. I, I've uh, been list- I'm a longtime listener of the show, and I'm excited to be here. Well, I gave Cliff about 13 minutes notice, maybe. Um, not much time at all, Cliff. I'm just really, really glad you could uh, move your schedule around, especially in your your uh, temporary office there, and join us for the show. I am glad to glad, glad to chat with you again. I left a hot date with my bed to be here, so you better be clapped. Oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try not to be too late then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're good. Glad okay. to be here. Well, listeners of the show, some of you may already know Cliff. Uh, I've mentioned uh, his show, and he has been on... Boy, I think you've been on this show, haven't you, Cliff? Or was it... I know you're on Glance and Go Radio a, a couple times. I was on Glance and Go Radio at least two times. I may have actually been. It's been it's been a while if I've been on. I'll be honest. Okay, but I I was on uh, Cliff's show. Well, uh, uh, I guess I was on at least one time on at I least two of his shows. No, November November of last year, I think something like that. Yeah, and then way a long time ago on a different show right. as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so Cliff, tell the listeners, the good dear listeners, about your show and whether they should listen if they have children. <laughs> if, I should say if children should listen. <laughs> well, okay. So so I uh, am part of a, a trio of guys. We are the Tech Beard Podcast. Uh, so obviously in the name you can figure out where we are a technology about or a show about technology. Uh, I would say that we're probably mostly, um, well, at least we start out being mobile technology focused. We branched out beyond them. We've talked about uh, retro things like the TV we grew up growing up most recently. Uh, we talked about the uh, ongoing situation with F- the FBI versus Apple, and there's a lot of stuff in between there. So, uh, and, you know, technology, culture, um, and everything in between. Uh, it is, as you mentioned, maybe not something you want to listen to with your kids in the car unless you've got a mute button or an air horn handy. Uh, I wouldn't say that we're a, a profanity-laden show, but we felt comfortable adding the explicit label to our iTunes and other podcast listings, just so you know. It might sometimes be a little NSFW, but you mentioned uh, another podcast that you were on uh, that was also something of mine called The Ishes, which was, uh, it sounded like the Howard Stern show compared to the to what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, give it, give us a listen if you get a chance. And my son actually, um, when you do the "What's Cool This Week" part, he sings along <laughs> with you and Ryan. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so I do let him listen. Um, it, it's not so, it's not so profane that I don't let him listen. I'll, I'll just put it that way. So, well, that's you're a brave man. That's all I'll say. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but we have Anyways. a good time. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, it absolutely is. And you guys are on... Boy, how many episodes are you at now? We just recorded our... Actually, we're about to record our 42nd episode. Uh, nice. We've been... Uh, we're, we're a bi-weekly show, uh, generally. And we've been pretty consistent with that. Uh, we're, we're out every Tuesday. Uh, you can find us on all the normal uh, hosting platforms. And you can subscribe to us through your favorite pod, uh, podcatcher. It's techbeard.com. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So, Cliff, tell the listeners uh, what what qualifies you to talk about Microsoft. <laughs> you know, <laughs> while while I am not an avid uh, Windows 10 mobile user, 
uh, at the moment. Uh, I have been, been using Microsoft products for a long time. I, I am an old school nerd going back all the way to Windows 3.1 as an example. <laughs> but nice. uh, I started off with uh, yeah with uh, the original Windows Phone. In fact, as we speak, I have a uh, Dell Venue Pro, which was one of the original Windows Phone devices, on my desk charging just because I feel like it might bring me luck on tonight's show mm-hmm. uh but i i am an um an avid consumer of the mobile space i if you follow me on tour you know i have a new smartphone about every six weeks sometimes yeah. i give them away on our show actually because i <laughs> that's true i just gave actually, them one away recently so. you know actually i uh cliff look at this puppy here i've i fired this thing up and it looked ah, like it needed yes. uh i put um android um m yeah m marshmallow on there i don't know when it got pushed it could have been today it could have been two months ago because i haven't used it in a bit but you've got um, the unlocked moto g so i think it's been available for a while um i am up to date with all my windows stuff though just like it's it's like i'm up to date with all my shots Uh, (laughs) i'm on a windows 10 machine right now i have a surface 3 so i'm i am I'm about as gung-ho Microsoft as I can be without uh, considering myself, I, I guess, you know, the, a true, I mean, I guess a true fanboy would be, if you want to say that, would be, you know, just in within that platform. But I do use mm-hmm. Outlook Mail. I do use, in fact, I'm, I'm one of the things I'm enjoying uh, using right now with, with my Surface 3 is uh, OneNote with the pen where it launches. That's nice. really cool. Yeah. So. Yep. Um and I was going to say, obviously, this is the MS Mobile show, meaning that you don't have right. to have Windows 10 Mobile or Windows exactly. Phone 8 necessarily. Microsoft is really good about putting, you know, they're just getting better at it, putting their apps, services on other platforms, mobile platforms. Absolutely. It, it makes sense. Um, and obviously, you, you have access to that stuff on your mm-hmm. non-Microsoft uh, devices. I think that's a strength of, of, of Microsoft right now. Are you running uh, a lot of uh, Microsoft uh, core services or applications on that Moto G that you just held up? Absolutely, I certainly am. It's all Microsoft up on the front. Um, you know the whole whole uh, start screen or home screen, I suppose, is all. And I'm just real quick, if you can see this cliff or not, I don't know. Um, but that's plenty of uh, oh yeah Microsoft. Oh yeah, that's that's a Microsoft home screen on an Android device. That's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. And did you replace uh, uh, Google Now with Cortana? You know, when that came out, I fiddled with it once. I failed at getting it to launch, uh, you know, as, as far as the the Hey Cortana. And um, I have not gone back and messed with it anymore. Um, I have plenty of mobile devices around here. And even just my PC, uh, you know, saying that fires it up. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. I know the feeling. Yeah. Well, let's jump into the show here. Uh, listeners, uh, you... If you want to connect with us deeper, whatever that means to you, uh, you can follow us on Slack, uh, msmobileshow.com slash Slack. We have a substantial and growing uh, little community within Slack. And um, if you want to talk Microsoft and mobile every day of the week, that's the place to be. You may listen to me or David talk uh, once or even once a week or even twice a month. Uh, but join the Slack channel and continue the conversation there with us and plenty of other enthusiasts, uh, like-minded individuals. We had some feedback from um, a listener, John C., and his his suggested suggestion. This was via Twitter. He asked if we have if we had a poll for this week yet, and if not, he he would ask if we should. He'd like for us to poll our listeners. He has a Lumia icon, which is unlocked, and he's using it on AT&T. He's had some issues with it, and he's looking to upgrade. And so he's asking, which phone should he get? Uh, a Lumia 1520, Lumia 930, the Lumia 830, or the HTC One M8 for Windows? Uh, so just a quick reminder for some of you who may not remember, uh, Lumia 1520, that's a six inch device. It's been out two years now, two gigs of Ram, Ram, um, 1080p display, snap, uh, 800. The Lumia 930 is almost exactly the same thing, except that it is a five inch display. Uh, yeah, five even. Yeah. Um, very, very good phone. Both those have identical cameras, which are top of the line, even for being two years old, the Lumia 830, 
five inch display. Uh, it's a 720p uh, uh, display. Snap 400, two gigs of RAM. No, one gig of RAM. I'm sorry. And actually, a very nice little phone. Uh, nice uh, metal around the outside and replaceable back. All three of those have Qi wireless charging, NFC. You know, you get the idea. The HTC One M8 for Windows. This has been unless out the, about unless the Lumia 1520 is from AT&T. Uh, yeah, correct. I'm sorry. the the eight the AT&T 1520 has just uh, the PMA it's wireless the charging, charging, which back, right. mm-hmm. is a joke. But um, the other ones use uh, use Qi. Now you can you get can it. Lo- you can love Starbucks and go there all the time and really enjoy it, but it's not yeah. in many places right now. Yeah, for sure. Last phone that his of his options, uh, the HTC One M8 for Windows. Uh, obviously, that was a very nice Android phone, and HTC chose to put uh, Windows Windows 8 and now Windows 10 Mobile on there. Um, and that is another great phone. Uh, decent camera, awesome uh, feel to the phone. Uh, great front-facing speakers, 5.5-inch display. I'm pretty sure it's 1080p. Um, I think it's a... Is that a Snap it's 808? A, it's a, that is a Snapdragon 801, I believe. And I think it's it's only a it's a five or five point one inch display. So it's actually, you know, if you're doing apples to apples, it's probably closest to the nine thirty in terms of size and specs. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I think we will use this as a poll, uh, Cliff. I'll get your take first. If you if you had to grab one of these, and obviously he's probably, I would imagine he's getting these used somewhere. But best, um, which is the best? What would be your choice device out of these four, uh, Cliff? 1520, 930, 830, or M8 for Windows? Well, start with the 930 and just say, you know, you're basically making a lateral move there other than you would actually have bands for LTE on the carrier that you're using. Um, I guess what and that really depends on which model of the 930 you're buying, too. Because um, the 930 and, and the Icon are essentially the same phone, so I don't know if you'd really be getting much out of that purchase. Obviously, LTE is a huge thing. I owned... In fact, I own both. Well, I, I owned a 1520, and I still own an 830. Really like both of the, those devices. Um, I think you spoke to those very well, Vernon. Um, the M8 is a very classy device. Um, I really wish the HTC was still supporting Windows yeah. Mobile. Um, so so I, I personally would cross the 930 off of that list. I don't think it's really going to offer you that much. Considering that you're coming from the Icon, though... Um, I, I don't know that you'd be satisfied with the performance of the 830. Not to say that the performance is bad, but it's just that much snappier when you have the icon. So, I mean, if it were me, I'd probably go with the 1520 if you can handle the size. It's really, it's a special device. Uh, but there is that huge caveat of the size. If you can handle a six-inch phone, that's that's the main thing. But uh, of those that's on the list, that's the phone that I would go back and buy personally. Mm-hmm. And you, you said it well, Cliff, that that 1520, it... I don't know what it is about it, but it holds a special place in my heart. It really does. I don't know how to really explain it. It's too big for me. It barely fits in my pocket. I can't really do much with it one-handed. Uh, you know, it's kind of a joke that way. But when it comes time for me to sit on the couch and do some real mobile, whatever, playing around, it's an awesome couch device. And I, I, I put that in the very highest regards. And if you can handle, you know, if, if a device that size is... Um, is what you what you would like and, and can handle fine. Um, it is at the top of the list, in my opinion. Um, and the battery life on it is amazing, still amazing. It is. Um, I still know many people that we have someone in our chat, actually, uh, Dan. He had the 1520, the Icon, uh, or the 930. He has um, he got the, the 950, and I think he had the 950XL. He sold the 950 and 950XL, and got the Gal- uh, Samsung Galaxy S7. He's keeping the 1520. He prefers the 1520 over the 950. There's reasons for that. Uh, we won't get into that. Obviously, the 1520 is going to be about half the price of these uh, 950s right now. 950, 950XL, and uh, a, just a different set of um, uh, features, basically. It's also something else to consider too. If you're considering the 1520 and the 930 or even the M8 and you're buying a device that's, you know, near new mint or, or in very good condition. 
and and if the 830 was also something you were thinking about, you might consider the Lumia 650 because I think it's if I, I think it's going to be released in in this market soon, unlocked, and I around a price of about two hundred dollars, which I would imagine you'd be around one hundred and seventy five to two hundred dollars for the fifteen twenty or the nine thirty. Mm-hmm. And that way you'd have native Windows 10 without having to wait for the update, without having to run the the, the uh, preview. Just something to think about. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. And it, it just kind of depends um, what you want out of it. If you're looking for a top tier device as far as specs and um, even build quality, not saying that the 650 is, is bad build quality. I think it looks very nice and I'm sure it, I know it feels good in the hand. But, uh, you know, just as far as battery, camera, that type mm. of thing, uh, 1520 is still top. But 650, oh, yeah, I mean, even the 640, I bought another 640 the other day just because I I felt that I just should. I bought three of them the, uh, a few months ago, ended up giving to people uh, who, who needed them. And then I felt like, man, I gave, I gave away my last 640. So I had to go get another one. Um, <laughs> and actually, I'm... Probably selling this one to a friend of mine anyway. Basically, you, you get you give it to him. It says a it, lot about th- those devices that you buy another one and they're cheap as chips, as our British friends would say. They're just like, oh, I can buy. I bought eight six forties and just gave them out to my friends. Well, I still have a pile <laughs> of five uh, twenties. Um, those, you know, the five twenty didn't la- didn't hold up as well as the six forty. But then again, um, then again, my daughter was using them quite a bit more, and she kind of mm. tore through them a little bit, a little bit. Anyway, all right. So that we spent enough time on the poll. Uh, we're going to obviously uh, cast your vote on which device you think John C. should get to replace his Lumia Icon. Um, he wants to get a, a diff- um, upgrade his phone. Uh, we also have some feedback from the Slack. Um, this is via Twitter, actually. Uh, on Twitter, the Lawn Boy suggests that we create a Windows Phone fan platoon on World of Tanks Blitz. Uh, Cliff, do you know what World of Tanks Blitz is? I know what World of Tanks is. I've never heard of World of Tanks Blitz. I'm guessing okay. this is just a, a a new version of that series. Uh, very, very similar. Yeah, uh, World of Tanks is uh, kind of console and I think PC gaming, um, and it's like 15 on 15 tank warfare, okay? Um, mm-hmm. I haven't played World of Tanks itself, but World of Tanks Blitz is 7 on 7. It's, it's designed for mobile, but you can also play it on the PC, Windows 10. Um, I've heard that it's on Xbox, but I cannot confirm that actually hmm. anyway um, i play world of tanks blitz when i have time which is actually pretty rarely um but we've had some listeners uh, talk about this actually just in the chat or uh, in slack earlier sam said that he just went through the tutorial sam ventimiglia and he he wants to join the platoon like whatever okay so like it's gonna be whatever we might do this sounds like it's gonna be a blast <laughs> Yeah, I make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're uh, how far are we? At? Yeah, eighteen minutes into the show here, and we haven't gotten to the news. But that's kind of how these shows go. Mm. News today. This is uh, a Tuesday. Uh, the AT and T Lumia nine fifty updated to its newest build. This is the AT and T version. Build ten five eighty six point one six four. That doesn't mean that much to me. Doesn't mean that much to most listeners. Um, I did look at the, uh, basically the up the the uh, what do you call it? Basically, what's what's new, and it's for all intents and purposes, they're just bug fixes. I went through that list. I I read through them. I was even going to copy them over to the to the show notes, and none of those issues that I saw were issues that I was having with my 950. Not to say this is a perfect experience, but um, go update your phone. It might help things, but um, it did nothing, no new features or anything like that. Um, Cliff, you don't have the 950 anymore, but when you did, did you put uh, Insider builds on there, or did you keep? It yes, I did. Stock? I was on the. Uh, I was not on the fastest uh, on the updates. I didn't particularly feel like dealing with the buggiest of the buggy updates, but yeah, I was on. I was on the preview builds. Mm-hmm. So as I was preparing for the podcast, which strangely enough, I am slightly prepared actually, which is rare. Um, I'm like, oh, wow, good. I can update <laughs> Happens my Happens every once in a while. Yeah. So this is uh, sitting in front of my computer. I literally do it like once a week or whenever I record. So I'm okay. Well, update, update, check for updates. And so I had like three or four of them going at the same time. Um, the, the 950, both of these go into insider preview, the 950, the extra 950 that I have um, updated took about half as long 
to update, or I'm sorry, it took about twice as long to update as the Lumia 1520. My 1520, same same build. Hmm. Um, Obviously different processors and everything, Hmm. but still, you know, weird. The 1520 was all loaded up, had all kinds of data on there and everything, and the 950 was a fresh, I had blown it away recently, and it was pretty much fresh. So I don't know what that is for what it's worth. Um, Also, for the record, uh, the latest fast ring build uh, that is available for the 950 and, uh, well, 1520 and most other devices, uh, that one is 14283.1000. I don't know. I really don't remember what the difference is on there either, but it. um, there we go. Cliff, what do you use for navigation when you're driving somewhere? Google Maps. Okay. I'm ashamed to be on the show and say that, but I do. No, no, no. It's okay. And we've had, uh, this is the last episode or episode before, uh, last episode we had Brad Whiteside on the show, and he, uh, big Windows Phone Microsoft uh, enthusiast, but he does uh, feel that Google Maps is better. I'm not going to debate that. I, 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 you know, I believe him. You know, it, for me, because I'm uh, right now primarily an Android user, it's not necessarily, a, for me, it's not an argument of better. It's just because it's for the same reason that I would use, uh, you know, I guess in the, these days it's not here Maps, but whatever's integrated into my, the system more, Directly, simply because it interacts better with whatever else is on my phone. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that is kind of the whole point of you know integration, uh, the platform that ties into the whole right. thing. Mm-hmm. The reason I bring it up is that Here Maps is now um, getting pulled from the store, from the Windows 10 mobile store, uh, starting on March 29th. Reason mm-hmm. being is that uh, the back end, wow, phone's blowing up here. The back end <laughs> is... Um, as I understood it, the rug was getting pulled out from under them uh, on June uh, 30th. And so sounds like that's kind of Microsoft's fault. Paul Thurot actually mentioned, and I heard it in his most recent, I don't remember where I heard it, must have been a Windows Weekly. And I remember him saying this a year or two ago, more than that, that when Microsoft bought Nokia, they should have also bought Here Maps. And it really mm-hmm. was kind of a head scratcher to me why that was not happening. I understand that they could license it at the time. That was the the argument or the counter argument that, oh, well, they're just going to license it, whatever. Um, so, uh, Cliff, I think you should sometime give uh, Microsoft or, you know, um, I guess, what is it? Yeah, Microsoft Maps. Well, it's Microsoft shot. Maps now, not, not Bing Maps anymore, right? It's Microsoft Mapping, right? Or Microsoft I, I don't maps. think it's actually called Bing, but I... I I don't know if it's actually called, it's just maps, I guess, whatever that one is. And it's quite a bit different on Windows 10 Mobile, obviously, as many people uh, using 10 Mobile know. And it is it is good. Uh, I'm not going to say that it's better than Google Maps or whatever, but I believe it's very, very close. And it is. Um, it took the good things from here, Maps, and then there are a few things from Bing Maps, which were, which were okay. And it really is a good experience now. So it is... I've always been impressed with, with the... Um... Uh, map and navigation experience on Windows Phone. Uh, I'm, I'm I can't remember. I I don't think I actually used Maps on, or at least any in depth on my 950. Uh, one thing I loved about Here Maps back before Google Maps had this was the ability to uh, offload or, or download the maps to your phone. So if you didn't have service, uh, you had was... you still had those. Yeah, and that was straight up two years or more right. before um, Google did it. And mm-hmm. you'd think that, and, you know, well, whatever. It seems like to, for Google, you'd think that'd be something kind of like flipping a switch, just making it available. So I'm, I am kind of curious how, well, whatever. I don't know why it took them so long. But um, it's just one less, <laughs> uh, you know, leg up that, that Windows Phone has now, um, you know. I, I have been... Let me just say in general, like, you know, taking a, a small step back and just, you know, post Microsoft uh, purchasing Nokia, there have been a few sales of, of things that were, um, you know, some smaller, some larger, like here maps as an example. But also for me, uh, shoot, what, what was the music service that Nokia had? Uh, uh, mix, mix, mix Radio. radio. When, when Microsoft so, sold Mix Radio to Line... Uh, I was a little bit disappointed in that as well because such it was a great service and and maybe it didn't run in parallel with their plans for Groove, but you would think they could have integrated those people in. It would just it, it may be a little sad because it was a great service. So it there really have been was. a few, few head scratchers for me. Yeah, and 
I'd say probably three, four episodes ago, uh, Rafe Blanford on the All About Windows Phone podcast, All About mm-hmm. Windows Phone Insight podcast, he um, had a good um, rant slash uh, ob- obituary <laughs> uh, or eulogy for mixed radio. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit sad and, and, you know, it was almost like, I mean, you could, you could hear the emotion in his, in his voice because it really was very good. And I didn't use it myself. My daughter really, really liked it. Tabby, Tabby loved Mix Radio and now she's into Spotify and well, we won't get into that. Spotify is, yeah. Um, but uh, whatever, it's just too bad. And that's kind of a running theme. So. And we move on. So, yeah. So. Anyway, so here maps uh, will not be available on Windows 10 Mobile um, uh, after. Well, it's not going to be available in the store after March 29th, and will stop working June 20th. The here apps will still work Windows Phone 8 devices, uh, but they will not be updated or supported. Right. So that is a bummer. Yes, it we is. get we get to talk about new phones. Cliff, did you see these links <laughs> here? Yeah. So um, we have. Let's see. You know, I saw Daniel talking about the first two. I actually had not seen these. And, you know, these are, they're coming out of the woodwork here. Uh, with Mobile World Congress, there was a, a handful, a large handful of um, new mm-hmm. Windows mobile devices. We talked about those to some extent on, on the previous show. Here's another batch of them here. So this, I want to talk about the And Molly. I'll just say really quickly, I'm very excited about HP's device. That That is yes. a, oh, you know, yeah. You, I'll let you rant about that too at the end as we as we put a cap on the on the phone part um, because we we mentioned it once before. But uh, the Molly phones and Cliff, have you heard of this brand Molly? I haven't actually. I wondered they just for some reason it's okay. Ships from China. Okay, so it is a. And what's interesting is I pay attention to the Chinese market and I've not heard of Molly phones. For I I don't know if it's a subset of a different brand. Mm-hmm. So it I looks- dug around a little bit and didn't. I guess I didn't dig deep enough to really know much more about it. But these Molly devices, there's two of them. There's a 5-inch and a 5.5-inch. Mm-hmm. Um, the Molly W5, that's the smaller display uh, one. It's just a 720p display, a 1.1 Snap uh, 210, um, Snapdragon, I should say, 210, 1 gig of RAM, 8 gigs of onboard storage, micro SD, of course, um, 8 and 2 megapixel cameras, you know, 8 front uh, or 8 rear, 2 front mm-hmm. 2200 milliamp hour battery. The other one, the Molly X1, that's a little bit better. Five and a half inch display. Uh, full HD, uh, 1920 by 1080p, of course. Or, yeah, 1080p. 1.2 Snap 410, which is, um, I think this is actually the first Snapdragon 400 processor that we've seen this year for a Windows phone device. We've had plenty of 210s. Lumia, There's a 218 out oh, there. Oh, the 550 came out in the... Early la- or late last year, that's right. Yeah, sorry. I, I guess I didn't remember the 550. That had a 4-something in it. I thought that had the I, Or was actually. it a 210? It may have had the 210. That's right, yeah. No, I, yeah thought I'm sorry, you're right. two- I thought it was, but I kind of lost memory here. <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, I, I boggle my own mind on how I actually remember some of these things. And then I'm like, just didn't think of how much I'm missing and all the awesome enthusiasts we have that that are like no dude you're wrong that, that's clocked at this speed and whatever but um, <laughs> anyway uh snap 410 on this molly x1 the, the larger one two two gigs of ram 16 gigs onboard storage and a 13 and 5 megapixel cameras so both of those look um they look fine look at these images man do they that looks pretty it's almost well it's interesting uh, it looks a lot like uh a uh, a Xiaomi device, or like maybe like an iPhone four. Yeah, well, it it maybe like a little iPhone. bit. Of, or yeah, a, yeah. Like the back, in terms looks of where like, the camera is oriented and stuff like that. Yeah, the back looks like an iPhone four, and then the front sides like a blend of like a six, six S, whatever. But and a, and a little bit of Microsoft in there too. You could say that. I mean, there's not that far off from like a a six fifty, for example, in terms mm-hmm. of where the 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 radio band plastic lines are and things like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a fairly generic Chinese market device in terms of the the way the hardware looks. Something that's um, really unusual though for a if this is intended, I don't know what market it's actually intended for outside China, probably India, I'm guessing, but it has LTE support for. Uh, AT&T and it looks yeah. like T-Mobile, which is yeah. very unusual. So maybe we'll see this on like uh, on like Cricket or 
mm-hmm. one of the the other MVNOs. Yeah, cricket is gaining continues to gain my respect. Uh, I've never yeah. had little respect for it, but it's growing, and I like that pricing on this. Uh, three hundred bucks, two ninety nine for the what is it called the um, the X X one, the larger one, and I think we're at one. We're at two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks for the W five. Okay. Uh, look closely as to. Do you see the um the the buttons on the sides? I don't know if I'm seeing that right. I'm seeing three buttons on the right side and one on the left, kind of like Samsung style. Uh, let's see. No, okay. So that's that's the uh, sim tray. That's the sim tray, and your volume. It looks like is on the maybe volumes on the volume. Yeah, it's on the actually left side, re- it's actually reversed from Samsung. Which is kind of okay, odd. I see. I got the size mixed up there. Anyway, but but um, yeah, non-standard compared to what we're used to for most Windows phones. Yeah, and of course, uh, the the dedicated camera button is becoming less standard. It is uh, unfortunate, but that is mm. just the way it works. And they're hundred and two hundred dollar phones or two two and three hundred dollar phones. I wouldn't complain. So that is pretty cool. The Yumi Touch. I've again. Have you heard? I don't know Yumi. Do, do you? Yes, I do. Yumi is actually uh, an up-and-coming brand in China, and they have aspirations for the Western market. Uh, this one's actually running a MediaTek processor, which is pretty unusual for a Windows Mobile device. So that's interesting. MediaTek, for those of you who are maybe not as familiar with system-on-a-chip fabricators, is is a Chinese competitor to Samsung or to uh, uh, Qualcomm. So, But they're, they're on the rise, and there's someone to watch out for, that's for sure. All right, so Cliff, you want to run through the specs on this if you have it up, and then tell me what what you would have guessed the price on this was because it yeah, almost looks absolutely. like a mis, like a misprint to me. So it's a five and a half inch device uh, with a nineteen twenty about so it's got ten eighty p resolution nineteen twenty by ten eighty uh, MediaTek octa core processor running at one point five gigahertz. Here's the kicker, though. You know, we just talked about those two Molly devices, which had one and two gigabytes of RAM, respectively, uh, with the screen size that were, well, what, $115, $200? Mm-hmm. So three gigabytes of RAM, 16 gigabytes of onboard storage, uh, 13 megapixel front and five megapixel rear facing, uh, or I'm sorry, 13 megapixel rear and five megapixel front facing camera. Mm-hmm. Another huge thing, 4,000 milliamp hour battery. Boom. Wow. And Yumi is currently taking pre-orders for the phone. At one hundred and fifty dollars, one hundred and fifty wow. bucks. Wow! It's got a uh, fingerprint scanner on here too. Uh, it Is does. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if it's going to support continuum with an octa-core processor with th- three gigs of RAM. Um, now, at this point, I think continuum just works with those specified Snapdragon. Uh, you know, uh, the eight hundred series. Also, the and you've six also got to have USB C too. Oh yeah, that's right. So it doesn't actually specify that. Yeah, I don't. Now to be now to be fair, you should be able to run Continuum without that USB Type C. I mean, I can run Continuum just with uh, wirelessly. Mm, okay, mm. and so maybe that's just built in and just maybe not marketed much. But with an octa-core uh, processor with three gigs of RAM, I would imagine that's similar to a Snap 800 range. I mean, we can. I don't know. I can just speculate. It doesn't. Men- it doesn't mention what MediaTek uh, processor it is, so I couldn't tell you because um, they've got a couple of different octa-core processors. But I, I actually have. I have a Xiaomi um, Redmi Note three, which is running a MediaTek octa-core processor. And I think it benchmarks closer to like a Snapdragon six hundred or six fifteen, something like that. Uh, still, I mean, I mean, for one hundred and fifty bucks, that the specs on that are amazing. And can you imagine? Now, t- typically, MediaTek processor-based phones are not as battery efficient as as like a Qualcomm equivalent, but with 4,000 milliamp hours, holy cow. So if that price is, is actually correct, that's a heck of a deal. Absolutely. That's nuts. I mean, twice that price is still a great value. So yeah, so so again, you know, the, the issue here is, and this is something that wasn't a problem with, with Molly, but I have no confidence that you know, if you were to import this device from, uh, you know, a few of the retailers that are out there uh, that will ship to the U.S. and, you know, Chinese market devices, it probably wouldn't have great support for uh, radio bands here in the U.S. You probably could get like HSPA Plus, you know, Foji uh, on AT&T, yeah. May- maybe T-Mobile, probably just AT&T. What impressive phone for the, for the money. 
And we're getting more to the point in which, I mean, if this, if that's the price, you would just pick it up just to goof around with at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely. And just yeah. run it on Wi-Fi, literally hotspot off of your regular phone, whatever. But it just, that it is really, really interesting. The better, but that's just for us enthusiasts. That's, that's that's mm. Cliff's you know uh, month and a half phone that he's gonna just pick up and <laughs> <laughs> pick up and use for a while and then okay he'll give it he'll, then he'll sell it to Adam Dowd for about twenty seven five dollars <laughs> so um but this if this is for China the Chinese market or India mm. or whatever there's a lot of people out there obviously growing market it's well placed mm-hmm. as far as uh, pricing. And a powerful device running Windows Mobile, Windows 10 Mobile, which is exactly what Microsoft needs to do. Even if it isn't getting the enthusiasts all excited about it, it's getting it out there. It's showing numbers, uh, enticing app developers, that kind of thing. We've been, we've gone through this cycle the past, you know, since Windows Phone 7. And so, yeah, it's a positive thing. Is it enough? You know, I'm not going to go that far, I guess. Well, look at some of the competition that's that's going to be in that space in in those markets though and if you look at the specs that this gives you that's going to be a great experience for the money even in you know those markets where you, you typically get a little bit more bang for your buck than you do here um at least in the mid-range and, and lower end market so mm-hmm. uh that's that's impressive that that could be something really great for windows mobile mm-hmm. and i guess uh jumping back i heard something on i heard uh uh, Steve Litchfield say on all about Windows Phone uh, Inside podcast again. Mm-hmm. He he and Rafe said that the 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 lower the entry level phone the economy phone is pretty much gone because there are the, these phones these mid range phones which are adequate. Cliff, you and I can use them. It's not going to be we're not going to get hours of of um, I don't know what you want to call it, really fast gaming, you know, high frames per second or, or, you know, whatever, that type of stuff off off of it. But it's going to be quite, quite adequate. And it's still this price of these cheap phones, uh, even just a few few years ago. And and it's we're, we're almost getting, I don't want to say we're capping, not, not we're hitting the ceiling of a spec ceiling. But, well, I don't know. Are we? No, I, I think what this encourages more than anything is, is, uh, you know, with with affordable mid range, uh, what what Nokia actually called the the mid range flagship with the 830, it encourages people to not necessarily invest in something like uh, Edge on AT and T uh, or the equivalent on T Mobile or uh, Verizon or or what have you, where you're financing your phone at that price. A lot of people can afford to buy their phone outright. I I mean. I think people still have to be sold on the value of that, uh, but you know when you when there when there are a ton of great phones on multiple platforms from a lot of different manufacturers for under three hundred dollars, I, I think that's a great thing for consumers. And honestly, what it really spells is is the death of the dumb phone or the feature phone. So yeah, great, lots of great options. I, I had a, uh, and this is not a Windows mobile device, but. It still speaks to the space in terms of what's available, but but a um, an HTC A9, which is not dissimilar really in specs, really from this Umi phone, other than like the battery. But for like you know, it was four hundred dollars. It really should have been priced less than that. But I mean, great build, great performance, good camera, um, for half the price of the flagships that are out there. And honestly, I would have been happy using it. So uh, I hope we see more devices like this. You know, Cliff, uh, we can talk afterwards too, but that, that A9 is kind of appealing to me as far as uh, if the replacement of, of you know, to give me another Android phone um, just to fiddle around with. Probably not for that price, but, and that and the um, the 5X w- could be, um, my, you know, they're, they're calling my name. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> you want a secondary so, device? There you go. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. well, I, I mean, I have, it would be like a ninth and Terry device for me, but it's a, uh, <laughs> I I've, I have piles here, as as you do, obviously. So, all right, less than I used to, but yes, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got I'm other. Sh- um, I'm, my face is turning red. And I'm shamed. It's bad. <laughs> you have, you have your your priorities are shifting as well, and that's fine. Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, one more phone we're going to talk about before we run out of time here. Uh, this one has not been officially announced, but this is a rumor about the the Alcatel Idol Pro Four. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about Alcatel itself? Because I have not used an Alcatel phone. 
Um, fill us in, Mr. Chinese OEM guy. So Alcatel is actually, I believe, a French company. They were until recently known as Alcatel uh, One Touch, I believe, um, mm-hmm. offering mostly Android-based uh, devices um, worldwide, and, and several actually on, I think, T-Mobile. And then they've got a couple uh, that were sold unlocked for very reasonable prices for, which was very what were very well-reviewed devices. Um, and I believe they actually do have a... Windows mobile device now on T-Mobile that just came out recently. They they do, and I'm the name escapes me. Escapes yes. me too, right? But it's supposed to be. I mean, for the again, you know, it's it's a it's a lower end to maybe. I mean, the market is so saturated with the phones. It's like lower mid range. Like the, mm-hmm. there's so many different well, levels of phone. Um, El- Eldon in the chat room says uh, the Fierce XL Alcatel One Touch Fierce XL. That's right, and there's both an Android and Windows Phone or Windows Mobile version of it. That's right. Uh, so Alcatel is a French company, like I said. Uh, not too much to say, but I, I would I would call them uh, an up and comer in uh, Western markets. Something that's interesting for me as a, as a former uh, WebOS guy. Uh, this is really going out out of the out out of our That's discussion right. here. But they they purchased the rights to uh, the Palm name, or at least licensed it, and they have a device that is named a Pixie that I think is only available in like uh, the European market. Now the Pixie was a one of the original WebOS devices, so it's very strange. We were all like as as H or as former WebOS people in my the little community that still exists. Like, oh my god, no. Yeah, I figured it's gonna be like dis- some horrible phone, defaming like rubbing, the name a little bit. Oh, yeah. it's just we've already suffered enough. Don't rub our face in the dirt anymore, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean, yeah. So, so uh, they they just released two uh, interesting phones, uh, Android phones, at Mobile World Mobile World Congress too. That uh, I'm excited about uh, seeing reviewed. So I I'm very excited to see them do some Windows mobile devices, and I hope they release, or at least I hope they get um, on carriers other than just prepaid. Because I, I think that they would be uh, a nice alternative to a company like Blue. Not to disparage Blue, but I, eh, Blue is just kind of eh to me. I thought I thought their trajectory would... I feel like they've plateaued a little bit. I thought they would pick up a little bit more steam. And I think at this point, um, their quality has... And not that it's bad. Well, you got to understand, they're not, they're not a manufacturer. They, they What they do is, from what I understand, is they basically... Uh, purchase Design white la- white, la- white label uh, Android devices mostly from yeah uh, you know from from Shenzhen in China and then mm-hmm. so it's from different manufacturers. There's not a lot of consistency uh, across their experience, and especially on Android. Obviously, you get a consistent experience with uh, Windows Mobile, mm-hmm. but yeah, they just uh, that's the problem when you're not manufacturing your own device i mean it's great to see a, a united states based company actually offer something interesting but um i think all could tell could offer something a little bit more compelling mm-hmm. uh and then i you know maybe offer a little bit better support too uh yep. if you know maybe hope to get updates you know a year from now with blue you're not really going to get that right now yeah and i i think they're you know they're, we always have we hear these great experiences and these far less than a great experiences and they're you know they're on both ends of the spectrum just if you buy a chevy versus a ford and like all oh, the whole thing right well i think that these i think that we still have these phones that fall into what i would call a one-year category and then you have phones that are are you know that go past the manufacturer warranty like the 15 20 or like whatever right but because these phones are so cheap they can they can get by with that. They can sell it for a hundred or two hundred bucks, and that's what mm-hmm. I see at Best Buy all the time. The Moto G is a great example. Of that second and third generation, uh, the blue, um, I forget which the Android, the two blue um, Android phones are. They're a hundred and hundred fifty bucks uh, for five and a six inch display. They're, they're right. those ones are kind of crappy actually, um, but the 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 Win HD. I think Eldon, who was that in the chat, said that again. Oh, okay, he uh, the blue Win HD. Win 8 HD. I've heard very good things about that. Quite good value and actually uh, pretty good quality for that particular model, at least. Yeah, honestly, with Blue, it depends on where it's coming from because they're coming from different white label manufacturers. I mean, and, and I don't want to disparage white label manufacturers. I mean, HTC used to be a white label uh, manufacturer, as did uh, several other names that, that we know of now, like ZTE and uh, Huawei. 
So exactly. I mean, they they can definitely, you know, emerge as players eventually. Um, you know, one thing I, I will say, just again taking a step back, you were mentioning Best Buy. I'm just really glad to walk now into a, a Best Buy store and see like front and center in front of me, uh, you know, a, a table full of or display like an end cap full of unlocked devices. That's the first thing I I see when I walk into Best Buy Mobile, and that's really really cool. That's not something I thought I would ever see honestly as a mobile enthusiast. And it changed only recently. It was yeah. it was Samsung and Apple all the way, and even well, even LG and and HTC had a big pull for quite some time, and they're fading. Well, LG may be coming back up. So anyway, let's jump back into what this device could be. The rumors on this, uh, the Alcatel Idol Pro Four, awesome name anyway. But we think that it will come with a Snapdragon 820, which is um, assuming that's octa- okay. that's octa core, right? Um, it comes uh, with six. So. 64 gigs of, of onboard storage, 4 gigs of RAM, 22 megapixel rear camera, 10 megapixel front-facing camera. Now, these are rumors, and you know how these can get. I mean, people, you know, the one first round of rumor is a, if it's a 2 megapixel front-facing, then it's a 5, then it's an 8. Right. And like, yeah, And, who ca- and honestly, who cares? Camera. Specs are specs, I and, and especially when it's rumored. But it's really cool to see something from Alcatel um, that offers flagship specs like this and and it's probably going to be something where it's offered both as an android and as and as a windows mobile device mm-hmm. i want to see more of that from uh from competing manufacturers i want to see more of like what like what htc did with the m8 yeah you know the phone that sure. we talked about before because it's not hard for them because uh windows mobile is, is supported on that same hardware and with software keys it's not hard to move it on to mm-hmm. uh you know the same hardware so i i don't know how Many of these manufacturers will do that, but it would not be that hard in terms of that. The hard part is just getting it out there in the marketplace on carriers, honestly, I'd say at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, finish up the rumored specs. Uh, they, they're thinking it is a uh, six-inch display uh, that might be ultra HD, maybe just uh, full HD, uh, but uh, definitely would have continuum as they're, as they're expecting. Mm. Really, no word on the price or anything, but even just those uh, 22 megapixel and then 10 megapixel cameras, four gigs of RAM, that itself kicks the price up quite a bit. This is not going to be like this Umi, this Umi Touch. No. This is um, this is more in the range of that X3, which you may share your love of right now if you'd like. Uh yeah, this is sounds like compelling hardware. Again, this is where I get back to. I think I said this is. We can mention specs all day long, but it's just rumors. But I mean, it from the specs sounds like an awesome phone. Um, you know, I, I tend to not get that excited about high megapixel counts uh, because that doesn't necessarily mean a high quality camera. I think the one exception is actually probably no um, Microsoft, uh, where you where you actually get a twenty megapixel camera that also 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 offers you great low light performance. Uh, optical image stabilization um, in a, in a higher megapixel camera. I mean, even Sony really hasn't done that well with uh, in comparison when I've used a camera of that higher resolution. But uh, yeah, I guess in comparison, I probably wouldn't be that excited compared to the to HP, especially. I mean, Al- Alcatel I think has actually has sold uh, uh, higher end phones outside of our market, so it's not like they don't have experience in it. But uh, I'd definitely be playing wait and see with this. <laughs> so and and again six inch screen i mean it's kind of like what we were talking about before with uh, the 1520 that's that's pushing the boundaries of acceptable for um one-handed use in fact it's probably beyond that so uh but i mean it sounds like a beast yep and um we're just looking forward to see what we, what it comes up with. So right. we, we finally got caught up a little bit on some of these phones, uh, but there will be more and more coming out. It's really that is really exciting, and even even if they're these two hundred dollar phones, I like that some OEMs are getting on board, even if it's not for Continuum. Now I know that 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 could and should be in some ways be a good driving force for you know like for that X three basically. Um, should be something that OEMs are trying to push uh, as something different to differentiate. Um, it's just nice to see those devices come around. I'm just looking forward to some new devices from Microsoft. When there's not a whole lot of 
flag uh, flagship level, if you want to call them phones on the horizon for Microsoft. It is good. Yeah, that's true to see that there. I, I'm not as excited for a continuum until it matures a little bit based on my yep. own experience. Yep. Um, but it, but I think, uh, I mean, obviously I'm excited to see what the performance is like on uh, the X3 or this phone in comparison to like the 950. I haven't even, I haven't used the XL, but, um, mm. you know, it's, it's still nascent. I mean, it's still in beta or at least... No, I'm sorry. I don't know that. That uh, I, I, may, I may have misspoke that under the continuums in beta. <laughs> but, uh, te- uh, technically, it's not, but it is. It does uh, behave that way at times. Yeah. The, I think if we just wrap our head around continuum less as this um, crazy awesome feature that is, oh, I got to have that best thing for enthusiasts. If we think right. of it as this is the instead of thinking of of spec, think of economy and value. And not because this phone is cheaper, but because it quite literally can replace a computer for mm-hmm. some people, and some, and maybe for a lot of people, maybe a, a broad, um, you know, whatever. People bring it up all the time. A traveling salesperson who really they just need to, you know, plug mm-hmm. in a few numbers in Excel. They just in their hotel room, whatever. Uh, hey, I watch a movie or um, type out some email, watch Netflix, whatever. That's a pretty powerful tiny device. For that. Absolutely. If if you are using Microsoft services, a heavy user uh, of Office three sixty five as an example, then yeah, absolutely, it could be a game changer for you. Not ha- not having to throw that work that seventeen inch workstation into your uh, your brief every time you travel to Boise when you live in New York. Yeah, you can exactly. just take the dock. Yeah, absolutely. And even in in my job, like I have a laptop. Obviously, I lug it back and forth from work to home. But I really do um, I mean, pretty much everything I need to do on my laptop, I do on, or I'm sorry, I could do on my phone aside from accessing the VPN. And I know I could do that with, with obviously that's available with uh, Windows 10 Mobile. Anyway, let's move ahead here. Uh, let's get into our personal uh, picks of the episode. I think we're just going to skip apps altogether. But um, for music, I will start off with 21 Pilots. My daughter got me into these guys, and then my uh, wife did a little bit too. They have one song called um, um, Stressed Out. It's on the radio right now. It's kind of a, it fits the pop-ish genre, but it is more, I guess, electronic rock in a way. It's two guys. Um, go Just go check them out. But this, their newest album, Blurry Face, is, excuse me, every song is has, has many layers to it. It's well-crafted, and it, it every song is a little bit different. So I went through, and I just kind of listened to the artists that it sounded like. They had a song that sounded like um, Citizen Cope. They had song that, a song that sounded like <laughs> Modest Yahoo, one that was a little bit like Foster the People, one that was, um, uh, what's the banjo playing ones that don't you play the banjo anymore? The um, I'll think right. of it later. The Avid Brothers? Well, no. Um, the um, Dang it, I got to look this up. Anyway, um, even <laughs> one that sounded like the Doors, like hmm. there's, you know, they're 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 broad in the type of music that they're mm-hmm. they're, it's it's so it's so deep and intricate and whatever. I like them. All right, I've been listening all the freaking time now. I'm listening to less podcasts and more of that same album over and over. Oh again. no! So yeah, I know. So Twenty One Pilots uh, is killing the podcast space for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cliff, Cliff, what do you got for music? So I have been uh, really jamming at work. And I don't mean that in the music sense. First of all, I, I've uh, been in the time crunch in the past two weeks. And so I, I needed something that would allow me to focus. And I knew of this band. In fact, this this uh, band, or it's really, it's one guy. Uh, it, uh, he's a DJ um, who uses a, a combination of electric and, and acoustic instruments to create his music. The band is Tycho. The first time I actually heard them, it was from, uh, I don't know if you remember, if you can remember back like... Uh, I guess probably nearly three years ago now to uh, the Engadget Mobile podcast with Brad Mullen and Miriam Jawar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the intro music to that was Tycho. Oh, nice. Uh, Tycho uh, Awake actually is the song, and that's actually the song that I, when I think of Tycho, I really that's that's the first music that plays in my head. But if you need something to do quiet focus, uh, check out Tycho. That's T Y C H E O. I think the actual genre is called down tempo EDM or electronic dance music. I mean, mm-hmm. you might be dancing a little bit, uh, but it's very atmospheric without putting you to sleep. It's it's 
it's got enough of something uh, of a beat and um, and it's melodic so it carries you through but it, it's there's no vocals obviously it's and it and it's you know it's honestly just gorgeous music so check it out i think mm-hmm. you'll like it if you're like me and you need to focus in um your normal uh selections won't allow you to do that mm-hmm. cool so yeah, Tycho, and then uh, just I, I, I said Twenty One Pilots. I might not might have only mentioned their name once, but podcast picks. I'm going to go with Everything VR and AR podcast. This is a new podcast by our mm. produ- the producer of this show, Kevin Harvell. He's producing that one. He's co-hosting with Nathan. Uh, excuse me, Nathan Pettyjohn, and Nathan is the co-founder, chairperson, or something of the VR and AR association, VR, AR association. And so this podcast, uh, they've already have, um, one full episode out and then a, a teaser uh, before that. And, um, it's pretty intense. Like the, um, it's, it's really, it's really cool to listen to how VR and AR is going to literally change, um, ev- everything, I guess. <laughs> but the podcast is called everything VR and AR, or I guess the, the Everything VR and AR podcast, and um, it's already in the in the iTunes and all that. Does Kevin sleep? Kevin uh, apparently is, not. Is a part of <laughs> Kevin is on so many podcasts and producing podcasts, and yeah, Kevin that's cool. Harvell has multiple things he gets he's busy with all the time, so I give him a lot of. I can tell. Cliff, what do you got for? Uh, well, you plug your own podcast again if you like, but then also, what would you recommend? Oh, I'll just throw our information in there real quick. Uh, so I'm part of uh, uh, a co-founder, I guess, of the podcast Techbeard, T-E-K-B-E-A-R-D, techbeard.com, if you want to check it out. You can also find it in iTunes and all the other is, uh, likely sources, as I said before. The podcast I want to promote um, is not going to interest you, probably, <laughs> and, unless you're an NBA basketball fan. Ah, okay, so no. <laughs> so no, so that's a no for you. Uh, but but I will say this: it is probably outside of uh, what it's actually focusing on. One of the best produced podcasts I've ever heard. This, okay. These guys started out actually as a Canadian uh, basketball folk, uh, podcast on a network up there, and then they got picked up by NBA TV, which is, I guess, the NBA equivalent to like the NFL Network. Uh, so they have it's a video podcast that's done every day. Hilarious. Their, their personalities are just awesome. They, you can tell they've been doing this for a long time. I've, they're about our age. I mean, they, they age and range from, I think, 31 to 39. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, it's a podcast that I listen to almost every morning uh, when uh, basketball, NBA basketball is in season. Um, mm-hmm. Because I have a long commute. I drive about 40 minutes to work every day. For me, that's a long commute anyway. And uh, oh, it just keeps me in stitches. Sometimes I'm like almost running off the road because I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> um, so it's a combination of humor, and, and they're obviously very knowledgeable too. Um, you can also check them out on YouTube. Uh, they actually, it's most of their podcast is, is it's video content that's been um, ripped to audio, but then they have an audio-only podcast on Fridays. It's called The Drop. But yeah, if you like NBA basketball and you haven't heard of it, check them out. Um, they're very connected. Obviously, they work for the NBA now, so they get great interviews. And uh, one of the, one of the, like I said, outside of um, sports or the topic, it's just one of the better produced and, and consistently good podcasts I've listened to. Mm-hmm. Say, say the name again for the listeners. The, so it's The Starters, the S-T-A-R-T-E-R-S. Uh, and, uh, so again, if you search in the usual places, you'll find them. All right. Great stuff though. Cool. We are going to do a media pick this episode. I'm going to go with an obvious pick here, uh, with house of cards. The new season, season four was just released on Netflix. Uh, if you haven't watched this, obviously you will definitely need to go back and watch it from the beginning because the, it does build it upon itself. You can't just yeah. jump into this and, but, um, it's it's uh, regardless of streaming or broadcast television in terms of content, it's one of the best shows that I've that's available out there right now to me. If you're looking for a drama, it's excellent. Absolutely, and I'm a little bit snooty about it too. Like you know, Cliff, you guys had that episode about um, the the Marvel un- Disney Universe yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you know that. And I listened to the whole thing and I learned a little bit, but that's not my thing, obviously. Me and, either. And, it's that that's really Ryan's thing. Yeah. 
and and there are few shows that I really like. I'll give five stars, and House of Cards is one of them. I mean, boom, that Breaking Bad. Um, I mean, I really can't think of anything else right now. I would get five stars. Even even uh, Walking Dead, I liked for a while, and it, yeah, you know, House of Cards. There, there is. Um, I I and I'm, I'm I know Game of Thrones. I'm sure I would love that. I just don't have HBO, and I literally don't have time. This is the only episode. This is the only season, House of Cards season four, that I did binge watch. I got it all done in one day. Mm. Now, to be fair, it was after midnight Thursday night, so I was like waiting <laughs> for it to be available. I even watched like the first couple or last couple of episodes of the previous season, and then it didn't come out at midnight. I had to wait till like two for it to be available. It drove me nuts, and um, um finished it late that night. Um, anyway. Very, very good. Um, so I'll, I'll say very quickly. Yeah, sorry. It, no, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, it's one of those shows, very um, one of a few series where I've watched where it feels like it's a great movie that's, I don't know how many episodes long, but, you know, mm-hmm. each one of those is an hour. So if you ever want to watch a great movie that just doesn't stop in an hour and a half, that's it's that kind of show. It'll bring yeah. you back, and it's excellent, yeah. Absolutely, yep. Uh, my pick is not nearly as good, but my wife is uh, is enjoying it, and I am too. Roseanne, the Roseanne collection, uh, it's not like a specific season, but it's uh, some of the better ones, handpicked uh, better ep- uh, uh, episodes, is uh, oh, available huh. on net- on on Netflix. And um, you know, my parents didn't let me show watch that show when I was a kid, and I see why. Um, I mean, I've seen it since, you know, but um, you know, it's still a good. It's a it's a it's a well done show. It's funny, even though the humor is you know ten fifteen years old. Um, it's 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 good. It's not great, but it's it's good for a laugh and and uh and a you know a, a chuckle before going to bed. Um, I have noticed I don't really watch it with my kids around, even if they don't understand what's going on. They pick up on the negativity and the yelling and that kind of thing, which is you know the staple of Roseanne. Um, Humorous to adults, but if your kids are influenced that way, I don't necessarily, I don't watch it uh, with them around. But anyway, it's it's funny and uh, worth, maybe not worth the time I've spent on it, but it's uh, worth it. I think you are right, though. It's one of those shows, I've watched it recently a, a few times, and it stands up after nearly 20 years on the air or, you know, in, in, in a rerun and syndication. Mm-hmm. It's still a really good show. And, and it's interesting, I don't know if you're a... Uh, Big Bang Theory fan. See, if I got into that, then I would be stuck. I'm sure, but um, I've also well, heard that it's not. It's it's more like mainstream nerd. It's not real nerd. It's not. No, and I'm not even talking about the show itself. But actually, I think the head writer of that show comes from, came from Roseanne, and there's okay. a, there's quite a few people that are on Big Bang Theory that were on Roseanne. Oh, jo- Johnny Galecki, like yeah, Johnny Galecki, uh, the woman who played Darlene. Uh, and and there were oh, others Gil- too. Sarah so. Gilbert was Sarah, I didn't know she was on. Sarah that. Gilbert was yeah. She she's a minor recurring character, more so in okay. the early seasons. But anyway, okay. it's it's an interesting connection if you go back and watch it, and you haven't if you watched Big Bang Theory and then you haven't seen Roseanne, you go back and watch it, you'd be like, hey, no, I know those people. What's really funny is that in the later, well, you know the show Scrubs, very funny and great, well done show, and Sarah Chalk, I think is how you pronounce her name. Um, Quite a beautiful young lady, especially in Scrubs. Well, of course, she filled in Roseanne. and replaced the uh, I forget which sister it was. Well, it wasn't it wasn't Darlene. Um, wasn't Becky. Darlene? She, re- uh, she replaced Becky. Becky. Mm-hmm. She replaced Becky in some of the later seasons, and it's interesting to see her as you know young. Um, yeah, a, a, you know, almost a child actor. You know, I guess she was probably you know late teens, late teens. Or, or early twenties, mm-hmm. but. Um, no, it was just, it, that's another interesting part to that. So, mm-hmm. all right, we're way over time here. Um, <laughs> Cliff, it's been awesome to that's have what, you on the show. What happens I, when so, you have me on the podcast, you'll go way over. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. When I was on your show, remember, I think we talked about a continuum for like 25 oh, yeah. minutes and that it wasn't even about that. The show wasn't even about <laughs> that. But anyway, um, well, thank you for having me on. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And you always had some great insight and um, super appreciate it. So listeners, thank you again for listening to the MS Mobile Show. If you enjoyed this show, uh, listen again. You can subscribe. That's the best way to get us back in your ear holes every time we produce a show. We try to do every week. 
we were doing really well for a while and now it's uh, been a little bit more of a challenge, but uh, we're trying to get back onto that. Your regular co-host, David B. Kimball, he was sick tonight. Uh, I hope he's feeling better. Send him well wishes via Twitter. He's at David V. Kimball. Uh, you can contact uh, the MS Mobile Show on Twitter at MS Mobile Show. You can email us, contact at msmobileshow.com. And, of course, Facebook, we're there. You can reach me on Twitter at Vernon E.L. Cliff, where could people find you on Twitter and uh, your podcast and all that? Pretty consistent across uh, most of social media at, at Clifton M. Thomas, C-L-I-F-T-O-N-T-H-O-M-A-S. Uh, you can find my podcast, TechBeard, at that's at T-E-K-B-E-A-R-D. We're on uh, Twitter as well as on Facebook, and you you can listen to our podcast if you don't if you want to just dip your toes in without subscribing at TechBeard.com. Yes, yep, very good show. I've been listening. I I did not Thank listen you. to Star Wars episode yet, but every other one, <laughs> I I don't think I missed the show yet. So once again, listen. Once again, listeners, if you feel this show is worth some spare change, we'd be thrilled if you took just a few seconds to contribute to the show, visiting the support section of the website. Whether you choose to support us monetarily or not, we appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great week, everyone. Stay mobile.